The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And what if the taught and tested curriculum in schools could foster really engaging learning experiences? If this pandemic has taught us anything, it is that the standards-based curriculum in schools will have to evolve along with the expectations placed on teachers. Evan Schwartz, the CEO of Beluga, was well aware of this paradigm shift when he started his curriculum supplement company four years ago. Think of Beluga as an on-demand video service that supports what students need today to build a better future for tomorrow. Videos curated by this platform allow topics taught in schools to be applied to real-world scenarios in various content areas. Common Sense Selection describes Beluga as an impressive cross-curricular platform that establishes global connections. That might explain why Beluga excels in advocacy and grassroots movements with global projects through the United Nations and UNICEF, just to name a few. In this episode, we speak to Evan about students having access to a viable self-directed curriculum for student achievement. We also discuss the importance of storytelling as well as student voice and choice during COVID-19. We also look at Beluga and how it's tailored to support 21st century learning and student advocacy. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And I have another amazing guest tonight. I have Mr. Evan Schwartz from Beluga. Welcome to the show. Hey, William. Great to be here tonight. Great. Tell our guests a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, uh, I'm the CEO and founder over here at Beluga. Started the company about four years ago, really with the big picture mission of how we make the education accessible, impactful, and equitable. And I know we'll probably get into a little bit more of that later, uh, but my background actually comes from the social impact sector. So prior to starting Beluga, my experience was not in the classroom, but really working with Gen Y, Gen Z, and introducing them to different experiences and organizations around the world that they could really create impact, not only globally, but within their own communities has always been a primary focus on my side. And what I've been able to utilize as the main vehicle for that is content. How do we get people excited about storytelling? How do we get them educating others? So education has always been, we'll call it the, the underlining theme of my career, whether I knew it or not. Gotcha. Why is it important for people to, to even tell a story to begin with? Oh, man, how much time you got? Storytelling as old as possibly can be. You go back millennial and we're talking about storytelling and how are we sharing experiences and how are we really nurturing the next generation and passing those traits, experiences on to them. But I'll tell you, 2020 storytelling is unlike anything we've ever seen before. And the main reason I say that is not so much 
what everyone's doing. Everyone has faced such hard obstacles, both in the classroom, relating to education. I've been at home, but in their personal lives too. But from the storytelling perspective in 2020, this gives us an opportunity to reflect and really have perspective. I think if you start looking at storytelling, and hopefully I'm right on this, where you'll see Hollywood really start putting out those movies, the 2020 movies, in about 10 years from now. And it's all about reflection and perspective. And I think that's the big thing. And not just COVID, right? Like we've gone through a roller coaster, to say the least, from the whole brutality movement this summer, which I hope is not just a movement and is long lasting here. Uh, and that's the power of storytelling, right? So we're not just another flavor of the week, but we're actually able to ingrain those learning experiences from one community to the next uh, and from one generation to the next as well. Excellent. Now you say you the CEO and founder of Beluga. What is Beluga actually? Great question. So Beluga is a digital education platform that is focused on providing rich media resources to the K-12 community. So our methodology has always been content is king, uh, and the traditional resources within the classroom are just not hitting home anymore. We're very keen on that, but we know that students are learning in different formats. And so are teachers. Right? There's a reason why after those classroom hours, everyone's flocking to YouTube right, for content and tutorials or to the Netflix of the world friends or even information right within a documentary. So within Beluga, we prioritize content. We work with organizations worldwide like United Nations, UNICEF, groups in Tanzania protecting elephants, mental health organizations, and are able to understand what rich media resources they're sharing within their own communities, the Facebook, the YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and how do we utilize that media content as an entry point into learning. So with these organizations, we're able to create a really engaging learning experience that starts with real world learning, being creative to the fullest, but then seamlessly links over directly to core subject area and curriculum. So this content could actually be utilized day in, day in, day out, excuse me, within the classroom. Uh, And then finally, within Beluga, we provide students and teachers with the ability not just to consume this plethora of resources available to them, but also connect, communicate, and collaborate to really bring that content to life. So Beluga is really focused on content, but then really focusing on that personalization and that community. We're able to surround the learner with the resources and the people that could fulfill their learning goals, both in the classroom and out of the classroom as well. And that's an excellent yeah. answer. Just thinking about what you were saying and the fact that we're in a new normal and students are requiring just equal access to real world experiences. Why do you think that's so important now? More so than ever. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'll say technology is the catalyst there completely. We live in the best time in history. We have so many opportunities available to us. And so that's the silver lining of everything, right? We know that there's issues throughout every country, right? Forget about just they're in our own backyard. The media definitely projects that a little bit more than the rest. But the opportunities are endless. So I think real-world learning, and even linking back to storytelling, we need to provide students with those pathways. I like to say the teacher's job is not to just stand up there and dictate to their students anymore. It's to guide and inspire. And if they're able to actually guide and inspire their students from their classroom teachings, then link them to those real-world learning experiences to open their eyes, especially when you start talking about the equity gap as well. I'll tell you, within our demographic, and we have users in about 120 countries worldwide, probably about 40 to 50% of students and teachers that are in our global community have probably never left about 30 miles outside their hometown before. So if you have that experience, and it's not only high poverty regions, 
it could be average, right? So the family goes on vacation, they get off the plane and they go right to the resort and everyone looks and sounds and feels exactly like them except the people right waiting on them. So from our perspective, we want to be in that middle range and really start exposing students at an early age to what's out there in the world to really you know, bring those learning experiences to life, not just for a test score anymore, but to make them better humans, right, overall, and then lead them down those pathways where they're able to be exposed to new careers and new ideas that can really get that creativity flowing. Yeah, man, I, I was sitting up here thinking how I'd use this in the classroom if I was in the classroom. It, it almost makes me just hungry to, to start teaching again, man, because I'm just <laughs> thinking of all the different real world connections that students in affluent areas can have with students globally, whether you're in a poverty situation or is how are some of the best teachers using this platform in their classrooms? Oh man, great question. So I've been amazed by educators. My mom was a teacher in a classroom for 35 plus years. So I have a special place in my heart for educators and that'll always be the case. But really I'll tell you what we've been extremely, not I don't want to say surprised, but extremely enthusiastic about is the ability for teachers to go beyond the curriculum. And I think this is the traditional, it's a pain point, right? In education is teachers want to provide the best resources possible. That's why they're in the job. It's not for the pay. It's not for those great summer holidays. They want to make a difference. This is the most important job in society. Right? Like you're literally setting up the next decade of leaders. And this, so how do we really create our authentic learning experience? So what we've seen is that if we're able to really just work with our districts, work with our school partners uh, and understand what it really want to do within their classroom. Uh, I'll give an example. Some schools we work with, we talk about Black Lives Matter movement over the summer. This dates back a year ago where a new teacher, second year in her career, and I'm not going to say her name because I know it will embarrass her, but I have to give her as much credit as possible. She basically turned to her students and said, what do you guys want to learn about? And it might sound really simple, but it's a major milestone to get over. And what they did is explore the platform. They started getting in the weeds of it. And what the kids really want to learn about during specific units, keep in mind, was not necessarily you know, the Rosa Parks books or the Malcolm X speeches. They want to learn how some politics will impact their lives moving into the next year and the next generation. And what they started to do is speak with activists, with cultural leaders. They created entire curated, we call them playlists within Beluga, which is our version, very similar to like a music platform where you're able to pull and play content into your own personalized learning experience. They gave the power of voice and choice to their kids to say, well, how can we utilize this content in Beluga? Forget about curriculum for a second. Where is it going to take you next? So they really went on a self-discovery, not only within the technology, but interviewing people within the community. I'll give you another example, which is fantastic. And I'll give you the name of this group because they are very outspoken and they deserve all the credit. One group in New Jersey called New You. The New You is a mental health organization started by kids for kids. And what the kids were doing, looking around their community, pretty affluent community, where an A minus isn't enough, unfortunately, where they have multiple tutors every single day. And you know, they just need time to be decompressed at that point, right? It's the most valuable years of your life. So what they started doing was every year, they realized there was an incident within the community. They started turning to leadership within the district and they got a tremendous champion on their side who basically led the club and didn't teach the kids, again, just guided and inspired, 
those students have created content that is educating other students about wellness and mental health and everyone within their own community. And like these kids are speaking with doctors, attending conferences, uh, their keynoting sessions, just super impressed. And the teacher, why I'm so impressed on the teacher and step back. Right? Like the kids are ready to make moves and create action. They just need that, okay, go and we believe in you. And I think that's really what we've seen the magic happen on the teacher side. And we countless stories like this from all around the world. Man, that is amazing. Sometimes, especially when you're in a tested school district, that could be a little difficult. How do teachers go on the other flip side when they have that rigid content that they have to get through? Do you have any pointers on that? Yeah, no doubt about it. So that's the curriculum side completely, right? What we've done within our platform, and I will say it as loved as possible, we dislike standards. That's a nice way to say it. Just because anything is a standard. And I truly mean that. Like We're having a conversation right now we probably knocked out 15 standards within the last five minutes. And I like, so from that perspective, what I believe school districts, and it's not the teacher's fault, it's not the superintendent's fault or the principal, it's the system as a whole, right? Like we're pigeonholing people in. So you have to check these boxes. So what we've been able to do within Beluga is simply utilize technology, integrate standard sets with our partner districts. So everything from ISTE to Common Core to NextGen to PISA standards overseas in Europe. And what we're really able to do is integrate that where the system pulls out keywords and text and aligns it directly to the content that's featured, where a teacher can come in sitting in New York, not see any Wisconsin standards, California standards, Kentucky standards, but specifically New York standards, his or her school that aligns directly to his or her subject and age range. And from that point, can simply check the box there. So as long as we're showcasing that side of it, we're able to still provide those rich resources of learning experiences that elevate. I hate to use the term supplemental content because it's really not that, but it does allow the teachers to still provide this rich media experience. And I'll tell you, not to go too deep down the rabbit hole because I talk about this a lot, but I think that the tough part for the districts, especially you know, public schools that are so reliant on testing and marks, is that we're coming up to a fourth right now. Right? And it's a harsh reality where you look at a traditional classroom and say within 45 minutes, what is this truly, not necessarily just hearing, but what are they retaining from that session? And then going back to just our love for media, I would argue in some cases that a student can sit on their couch and watch Netflix for an hour and retain more information. And it's not that Netflix is going to eliminate teachers are needed every single day of the week and then some, right? But the actual content delivery perspective and how you're linking it in, students are remembering it and then applying it has completely shifted. And I think that's, you know, the power of storytelling that COVID has done for everyone is it's exposed education. We realize now that everyone is a content creator, right? Because everyone and their mother has a webinar on Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central. But also, everyone is a teacher. Right? And I think that's the beauty of it is grandma became a teacher, right? The parents became a teacher, the minister, the sports coach. Everyone can create less. And it's not necessarily on, on paper lesson, but it's how are we, again, inspiring, guiding. I think that's the tough part for educators within traditional districts is that there's so many things that have just been banged over the head year after year that it loses that spark of creativity and curiosity. I think that's why just if you look at the numbers, this year was an outlier completely just based on the upfront and the risk factor. But people are leaving the profession. You see the average teacher right now, less than five years. You see the average principal or superintendent, their stay is less than five years. So if you think about that from a leadership perspective, top down, and William, I know you know what that's like too, right? Like yeah. you're implementing culture in a school and it doesn't happen overnight. Right. It takes time and buy-in. 
So I think it, there's a lot of things to start with, but I think the biggest thing from an educator and administrator standpoint is just loosening the reins a little bit. And I know that's a hard thing to discuss, uh, but the kids are ready, right? More than ever before. Man, I was in one of those school districts where it was test test. And, and if you happen to be listening from that school district, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm really glad to hear that those standards can be linked to the curriculum. And therefore you can have a teacher with enough training and enough experience to go ahead and guide their class to become self-directed. I, I really love that. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you, it's funny to say on those specific school districts too, the testing, they know who they are, trust me. Throw them under the bus or call them out whatsoever. Uh, and I honestly, I think they don't even want, I, I just think that's how they previously. But what I will tell you is it's not only happening in K-12 anymore. And I think that's the shift that is going to happen within our ecosystem is that you're looking around the world, starting to bridge into higher education and in the professional industries is the degree doesn't hold as much weight as it used to. And that's a really scary thing for private schools and really specific programs where the big sexy companies like Apple, Facebook, Netflix are coming out and saying, student XYZ, you do not need a college degree to work here anymore. Right? And if you start backtracking that, then universities have to take a step back. And if universities are taking a step back and saying, we have to be competitive, we can't just test, then K-12 has to take a step back and start saying those SATs and ACTs probably aren't as valuable as they once were. We're seeing that in COVID. University of Southern California, major school in the past 10, they're not requiring SATs and ACTs right now. So if you look at it, if I'm a film major and I'm applying to USC, I'm not going to take a test. What I need to show is content, depth, and knowledge. Right? So not just showing me hey, you just put together this great film on social justice and civil rights, but show me where throughout your K-12 career that you learned how to tell stories and where you learned how to edit and why you're passionate about equality. And if we're able to get to that point, man, everything shifts, testing elements, to just being surrounded by such rich content. And this is why I get so excited every day about education. Is we're in a moment. If it's not going to change now, personally, and I am the most positive guy, like it's not even half, half full. It's like pouring over the side of it, even if it's half full. But if it's not going to change now, we're just not going to see it. Like that's the silver lining of this whole thing is people are excited to make change and they're doing it in the trenches every day. Yeah. So, man, what do students say about using a platform? So students, you can imagine the content is king right there. And so coming in first and seeing, wow, there's not a test in front of us. This is exciting. So I think it's giving students the ability to really have that, again, buzzwords in the fullest of the where they're learning in a way that's grabbing them by the collar, right? And they're, it's getting them excited about learning. That's our goal, right? If nothing more, that we're able to open the eyes of a child to something completely different and spark something in them that they never knew that was there before and set them on that pathway. So the content experience within Beluga has definitely been able to elevate the traditional student learning experience. But what we've really been super enthusiastic about too is what happens on the social side of it. So Gen Z, they're digital native. They're social media native. I remember the days of no cell phones, simple time, yeah. dial up internet. Like those are good days to be honest with you. But looking so at it simpler, now. So much simpler back then. But looking at it now, it's funny, I was talking to someone about Blockbuster the other day. I was just like, wow. But looking at it right from that perspective, students not only know technology, social media, right? Like Facebook 
is all they know. Like they don't know a world prior to Facebook. So if you're talking about learning the traditional experiences, why are we not collaborating? Why are we not connecting? Like I just connected with someone playing Fortnite and there's something to it, like playing video games and communicating with someone around the world. Kids have been doing this for decades already. Like it's us as adults who need to catch up to them. So I think that social experience really brings it to life. And if we're able to open their eyes up to not only their own culture, religion, race, ideology, but others that are simply connecting in the exact same scope, we're doing our job. And that's something I've always been super curious about. It's like, you know, when do people lose that spark where the world is just rainbows and unicorns and everyone looks the same and feels the same? And there's a certain point, I don't know what it is yet, maybe that'd be my next venture and we, we surround ourselves with scientists and psychologists on that side of it. All of us as adults are jaded in one way or another, whether we want to admit it or not. So how do we start surrounding kids at an early age so they're not living within these bubbles, but realizing, hey, my friend John overseas also likes pizza, right? That's such a simple connection, but it opens the world completely. So from the student health inside of it, we really try to prioritize that content to make it as rich and engaging as possible, but then also integrating that social element where they're actually able to learn with others. And you know, the social side is everything, right? I always found it funny that education is the only industry from a traditional perspective that does not encourage collaboration. So you still have those kids taking a test with folders in front of them, right? If none of us collaborated as professionals, we would all fail. So we want to encourage kids to collaborate as much as we possibly can. For sure. Evan, I surely appreciate you talking with us today. Where can our guests find you at? Yeah, so you can find us at beluga.org. It's B-E-L-O-G. Uh, on Twitter, we're beluga underscore. And on Twitter, I'm at Evan Schwartz. I would be more than happy to connect with any of your listeners. You're talking about the connection, and we just connected through Twitter as well. So it's amazing. And, and we just had a quick conversation. I was like, man, I got to get this dude on the show. So <laughs> I really appreciate you for being available over our uh, holiday break. For sure. And this is great. I appreciate the work you're doing and sharing these stories. Loop it back to the start of this session as well. Yes, Storytelling yes, story is everything, telling. right? Appreciate what you're doing and uh, appreciate projecting the voice and the mission. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on the show. You have a great day. Welcome to Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is how to get started with Flipboard. Very simple. I want to thank Jeanette Spire and Terry Porter for coming up with our Flip Tips for today. The first thing you want to do is download the app for your Android or iOS device. Second thing you want to do is you want to create an account. Make sure you add a picture and complete your bio. Third thing you want to do is you want to follow topics. There are at least 34,000 topics that you can follow. Next thing you want to do is build your magazine. Navigate to the bottom of your profile icon and then select the collection options. Give your magazine the title and you've built your first magazine. I want to give a huge shout out for Terry Porter and Jeanette Spire on giving us today's flip tips. Flipboard is a great way to collect articles for classes, show off your school and school spirit, and share expertise with peers. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I want to thank Evan Schwartz for talking with us about the amazing platform Beluga. I love the program, and I think you will too. You can read more about this episode and other educators on our educators blog on Flipboard.com. Also want to give another huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flip EDU Educators blog. 
Remember to subscribe to Flipboard EDU Podcast on Flipboard.com. And remember to share this podcast with an educator or colleague. Our podcast is available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So until next time, family. <laughs>